Hello and welcome to the inaugural, as yet untitled, For For Athletic podcast. I'm here with director Paul Wilson and our first guest, Matt Aitken. How are you today? I'm good, mate. And yourself? I'm not bad. How are you, Paul? Yeah, good, thank you. Now, Matty, I'm going to talk a lot about stuff today, but you are the last player to come from the youth system uh, at Forfar. Talk to us a little bit about that and how that shaped your career. It's an absolute honour, so it is. Uh, <laughs> the last, uh, no, it was, uh, it was uh, actually quite good fun uh, being at Forfar uh, in the 20s. Uh, we had quite a good team. I was actually the year after the 20s team won the, uh, won the league, I think. Uh, that must have been under Dick Campbell, I'm sure. And there was boys like Kerhey and stuff like that in that team. And then I came in the season after from St. Johnson and it was good. There was like, like Barry Sellers and Eddie Gray and Artie Gray and that were all there and top guys and good coaches as well. So it actually like really helped me uh, come on as a player. Um, ended up getting sent out on loan to Cooper Angus. That was, that was wild. Uh, definitely <laughs> uh, toughened me up a wee bit that. But um, yeah, that was... Uh, it was a good, uh, good be youth system actually, and it's a shame. Uh, it's a shame it's not going on any longer because there was a few of us uh, that came through and made some appearances for the first team, like Mikey Kennedy, my my Macintosh and stuff like that. So it's a shame, but obviously that's uh, the way the way it goes. Uh, Do you keep in touch with any of these guys still? Uh, I message uh, Maza a wee bit here and there, uh, not too much now. He's uh, living the life in Australia, so yeah, as okay. I see. Uh, he's um, getting a good tan, but I see he's got a mullet now, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> might have to might have to cut ties. <laughs> what was it like coming from St Johnson um, into a club like Farfra? Uh You know what? Um, not just saying that because I'm here now, but actually, like I I prefer uh, preferred um, being at Farfra's youth youth team because uh, obviously I was full time. Uh, at St Johnson and uh, probably didn't help that I wasn't playing all the time. I was I was miles off at that point. Like I was, I got released in the end, obviously, and probably rightly so. I, I probably wasn't good enough uh, at the time to get another another deal. But uh, I actually came to Forfar not really knowing what it was going to be like, not not having any expectations and that. And it was really great. It really uh, like opened my eyes to adult football and the way. You know, I mean, there was not actually that big a, a gulf, you know what I mean, in like the coaching, the standards, and stuff like that. As in going from like full time under 20s football, you think that's the be all and end all at that age. You think, like, like I'm a full time footballer, I play for a, a premiership club, look at me, like, this is class. But then you go into a part time club like Forfa or whoever it might be, and then straight away I was, I was like in and about the first team and stuff like that, and uh and you realise that you're actually just a wee, a wee guy. Like, you're not actually, like, Billy Big Balls or anything like that. You are just, like, another wee guy who might or might not make it. And then and then that's, like, the sort of mentality switch, I think, for me, where I was like, right, well, I am a nobody at this point. Like, I do need to actually, like, kick on and try and do something. And, and uh, it was a good club to do that. And I'm just glad that, obviously, I got the, got the chance to play a bit and um, learn off some top players to be fair because through the years that I've been here there's been some good and do you think that's helped you for the young guys coming into Station Park now it's a a thing where you take them under the wing kind of thing you're the the young lads I I mean I definitely don't think I'm one of these characters that like puts an arm around people's shoulder and like gives them advice because I'd probably get swatted to the side and told to shut (laughs) up I'm sure but uh, like as in I, I definitely have more of an input now than I did like back then as in when you're, I feel like 
young boys are changing a lot now as well. Like, as in the like, obviously I'm still relatively young, but like the young boys now seem to have like way more confidence and way more like about them because I remember before just like not like speak when spoken to. You know what I mean? Like, whereas now like they seem to come with a bit more swagger and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, like I'll give advice when like there needs to be advice, like more so like striking wise and to the younger boys I obviously wouldn't step out of line and have a go at like older boys too much, you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I think uh, it's just a natural progression really, like that's got that's gotta happen no matter who you are, like the older you get you have to you have to sort of step up a little bit. You mentioned going out and loan to Cooper Angus, which I didn't even that to realise in my research, <laughs> but um, you also went out to Elgin and you had a year at Albion Rovers as well. How did that affect you as a player, going out alone and then leaving and then come back? Um, well, just in all honesty, the loan to Elgin was the worst time of my life football wise. I would say it was uh, it was not great. Like uh, I was told that I like I would play and then I never played and that obviously that's just the way football goes and it's not anybody's fault really but yeah like uh, it's obviously a long 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 way to go to <laughs> to not play like I'm, I must have don't even know if I started a game there it was that that bad and uh, yeah I mean I was like easily three hours each way to and it's not even like it's not like I'm going to go and watch Barcelona play like you're sitting there watching you know what I mean League 2 football and it wasn't uh, it wasn't a good time that but like uh, when I actually left uh, left here properly and went to have a that was like that was when I really kicked on I would say because uh, like I went from just being a young boy like I still thought even though I wasn't that young when I left I still felt there was that like sort of I don't know like mentality about it like I still felt like I was just a young boy at Farfar and then I felt like other people looking from the outside thought I'm just a young boy from Farfar you know what I mean and then when I went to Alvin Rovers I think that's when I sort of shook that and then like came into my own had obviously a good season and then uh yeah, I'm happy to be back here, obviously. Why did you choose to come back? Uh, well, I know the club. I know uh, a lot of people here. There were still quite a few players here from when I was there before. It comes right down to like the wee things. Like, obviously, <clears throat> like, it's a really well-run club. We're treated really well as players. Um, stuff like, 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 obviously, everybody loves Tino and all that. Everybody uh, bums him up a bit and stuff. But, like, he's... Uh, he, uh, he is a great guy. He looks after everybody so well. Like you, you barely need to lift a finger uh, at this place, which is, which is great because it's definitely not like that everywhere. Like you see, I'm just taking note. Players don't need to lift a finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to get changed, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we are, um, we're definitely treated well here, and it's uh, like that definitely helps. When I imagine, when other boys who haven't been here before, like speak to their pals and stuff like that. Uh, who have played here, like asking what the club's like. I'm sure everybody says the same thing, that like uh, it's a really well-run club and you're treated really well. Because like these things definitely, definitely matter. Because I mean, it's not like we're uh, we're on the the big bucks. It's not like we're on hundreds of thousands a week. You know what I mean? Like it comes right down to like wee things like that, like getting treated well. And I mean, yeah, boots washed for you, everything like that. So I mean, it's great. You've been here for a long time now Matty, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, what would you say is your best moment in the fall for sure? Um, it's a tough one because obviously like I was here when um, 
the club got promoted and stuff like that, but um, I, I think I made one appearance or something that year, so I didn't really feel involved at all, but it was good to see that, it was definitely good to to see that, and I was, on the flip side, I was also involved uh, when the club got relegated before that, um, but again, I've made one appearance off the bench and, or something like that, so I have experienced all that, but it's hard to say, like, I would, I would say, like, last season was obviously a major low at the end, but, like, there was so many highs during it, it was a, <clears throat> so, I mean, like, missing out for a playoff, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty devastating, and I think it was, obviously, we all felt that, like, fans and players alike, um, so I'd definitely say, for me, that's a low point, but I'm trying to think, like, Throughout the season, like as in, I think I did decent. Like as in, I got decent enough stats, and a few more goals would have been nice. But like I'd say that's like a personal high point here, because it's hard, obviously, when I wasn't involved too much before. Like you're celebrating a promotion as if like you're the main man, but <laughs> like I wasn't actually that involved. So personal goals, isn't it? It's yeah. What you do in a game that makes you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've got games where I think to myself, like, like that was a class game where I've scored like a couple goals and stuff like that. Um, like as a striker, I feel like we're probably the most selfish out of everyone, <coughs> and uh, any game you score, I think, is a, a high point. I'm gonna come from my personal high point now for my mm-hmm. Air United away, two 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 nil down, two nil down. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, bicycle kick, one from outside <laughs> the box. That was a. That must be good. Yeah, I mean, uh, my personal high point from that was the fact that uh, I got team of the week and Mark McCann didn't. Uh, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was my personal high point from that week. Uh, he was raging because I've never seen a goalkeeping performance like that uh, in my life. That was tremendous. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> his head will get too big. But no, from a personal point of view, for me, that was um, that was my first professional goal, actually. Was it really? Against the United, yeah. Um, that bicycle kick and then obviously I scored the winner at the end like must have only been a few minutes left and there's some right good players in that A United team as well um, and they were flying <coughs> like they were flying as well so uh, that was a, that was some buzz for me I, I remember coming into the change room and obviously all the boys were buzzing with me and stuff and I was still pretty young at that point it was a big pile of Domino's pizza waiting in the change room as well so it was a good day at the office that. You've touched on it a little bit already. Was that nightmare stint at Elgin the worst moment in football for you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, like I said, if I was involved more in the season we got relegated, I mean, that probably <clears throat> would have taken it. But uh, that loan just <laughs> just wasn't good. Like lo- That's the, what it's like with the loan. The loans, as in, it can either be brilliant for a player or it can be terrible for a player. And... It didn't really help me at all, and it feels like a bit of wasted time. Like obviously, your career is only so long, but um, but it is what it is, and it makes me think. Uh, definitely, wouldn't say there again. <laughs> Who do you think is the best player you've played with? Played with? That's a great question. It's a, it is a a hard question that because there's loads of uh, players that have been class at four for obviously like you're looking back like. Gavin Swankies and stuff like that. I mean, that was a wee bit before my time of playing all the time. You know what I mean? I mean, I like. Uh, I think back back on who I've played with up top and boys like Dale Hilson and stuff are uh, 
were really good because um, he he worked really really hard. So as in like he almost <laughs> didn't quite have to work uh, work as hard. Uh, yeah, essentially, <laughs> and I, I I just felt like he was always good because like he would do like the ratting about, and I actually scored quite a few goals that season because like I would get to be in areas that I could score from because yeah. he was sort of ratting about. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, I think uh, Heli or. I think uh, obviously boys like Keats and stuff like that you can see the quality but he's just struggled a wee bit of injury but there's been loads of players at Forfa that have been top top players best player you played against then played against I'm trying to think well thinking back on that A United game and stuff boys like Lauren Shanklin and that were playing uh, playing in that and he's gone on to do not bad for himself ah, that's not bad is it um, yeah. uh, who would be your dream strike partner anyone in the world I'm assuming it's not going to be Dale Hilson. Uh, he might, he might take it. He might, <laughs> he might not be happy at this. I know. Either. I was going to say. I was going to say. Um, obviously, like as a strike partner, like I think of it again from this is again from the striking point of view, like selfish. I'd love to play with a player like Messi. Obviously, everybody would say that, but me, uh, from a point of view where Messi would drop really, really deep, get the ball, and like. Obviously, this distribution. Give it to you six yards out. Yeah. Open goal, yeah. I'm <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, essentially, I don't have to do anything all and put it in there. I'm sure playing with a player like that must be amazing. Just like generally, just guaranteed goals for you. You know what I mean? That'd be that'd be pretty damn good. I'm sure he's full of confidence at the minute as well. <laughs> so we're gonna do a wee section called teammates then. And Matt, you're a barber uh, as your day job. So who has the worst haircut in the squad? <laughs> That's a great question as well. Um, I want to know I wanna, how much am I going to stitch people up here? Is this, is this <laughs> it's up to you. Going really deep? It's up to you. Yeah. Uh, I would say Thomas Brindley gets a bit for his barnet because he must be about 20 years old and he's holding on for dear life. Um, <laughs> so he's got to be up there. Uh, I'm trying to think who's uh, really bad. I hadn't even rolled for a while. His barnet wasn't actually that bad. He just hadn't had a haircut. He told me his barber had left... Uh, Left Edinburgh or something like that, and he was cutting about, and he must have had like an eight back inside. He was, uh, he <laughs> was, was it not at the Kilwinning game that he kept his tummy on because he hadn't had it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was cutting about with that hat like it was uh, glued on, um, and rightly so because his hair looked absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. Who's got the worst banter in the dressing room? Worst banter? Jesus. I mean, if, if boys were asked that question, I'm sure my name would maybe pop up a couple of times, <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think. We give Tam a wee bit again. Tam uh, gets slaughtered a lot for, not so much for not having decent banter, just for having no banter. But he, does, <laughs> he doesn't speak. He's a uh, he's a mute. I'm trying to think who else is a uh, got really bad banter who gets shot down a lot. I don't know. I'm just gonna have to give it to Tam because he doesn't speak. Most skillful. Most skillful. I would say, if we're talking about like a YouTube video, just sheer skills. I think. Flanny would probably take that. He's uh, his feet are pretty uh, pretty good, but I mean like Craig Slater's feet are also a joke. But I would say skillful skillful wise, I would go uh, Flanny. Most likely to get not night. Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, most likely to get not night. Who gets not night all the time? I think Smokey gets not night a lot. Um, Tomo gets not night a lot as well. Tomo. Because he's obviously so quick and powerful, he just steams at everybody like so fast and wide legs. And his excuse is always, uh, "What is it? If you uh, 
if you get nutmeg your pressing right or something like that. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how that works. Though. That's a cop out there. <laughs> Who takes the longest in the showers? Um, I'm sure my car school will have a wee go at me for that. I'm definitely <laughs> in the showers quite a long time. Um, I'm trying to think. See, at part-time level, I think it's funny, like, see, at, at full-time, I'm sure that's a, a lot different answers, but uh, boys just want to get out as quick as possible uh, at part-time level. As in, once training's finished, I think it's like a a sprint to see who can get in the shower and out the shower the fastest. Biggest wind-up merchant? Uh, biggest wind-up merchant. Um, there's a few of them, I'd say. Keats is definitely, uh, Keats is up there. Uh, Andy likes a wee, Andy Monroe likes a wee... Uh, a bam up the boys. I'll tell you who's terrible for it. Uh, Tino. <laughs> Tino it's it's funny because we were standing outside <laughs> and Tino said that. I bet you I get blamed for that one. Tino so. is absolutely criminal for it. Um, I've seen Tino countless times stitching uh, stitching boys up. The best one I've ever seen, and it was like borderline too far, but it was hilarious afterwards. Um, I can't remember who we were playing, but I remember Connor Coop. Yeah. Uh, so like we were all like on the bench at the time, it was half time, we were all like warming up and zinging passes to each other and stuff. And then Tito comes running down the tunnel and that he's like, uh, quick, 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 the gaffer, uh, the gaffer says you're going on. Coop goes, uh, like sprints inside, he's got like his jacket and his jackets on and all that, sprints in. Like obviously I didn't see it uh, firsthand, but I got told about it after, he sprinted into the change room. Um, Started unzipped his jacket, he's taking his trousers off and that, he's looking for a shirt, he's put his match shirt on, he's sitting there. And uh, the gaffer, I can't remember who it was at the time, but I think it was maybe Malk. The gaffer said to him, uh, Coop, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, Coop was like, oh, Tino said that I'm going on. And then, like, uh, the gaffer, like, in a lot worse words, I said, um, like, no, get out, you know what I mean? That <laughs> uh, must have been a horrific moment for the boy. But yeah, Tino loves that one. Who's got the best nickname in the dressing room? Nickname? I feel like I'm terrorising the boy now, but Tam, uh, Hutz uh, always calls Tam, Tam Baldy, because he's uh, obviously <laughs> Baldy, so. That's harsh. Yeah, a wee bit harsh. Uh, who's got the worst dress sense? Again, I think uh, boys would have a go at me for that. Um, first person that comes to my head that's not here anymore was Murray McIntosh. He, uh, <laughs> he showed up in a few shockers before. Uh, he showed up in a... A pair of uh, burgundy vans, trainers, burgundy socks, uh, cream chinos, a burgundy polo top, and a burgundy uh, full zipper. <laughs> and then was trying to slaughter other boys' gear. That was the worst, <laughs> of, the worst I've ever seen, yeah. Matty, that's been excellent for the first podcast. Paul, have you got anything to add? Yeah, no, the only thing I was going to ask is it's your job. Who's got the best haircut then? The best haircut? And you can't be yourself. Oh, it's, no, it's, <laughs> it's not me at the moment, anyway. I've not had a haircut in far too long. Best haircut. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, nobody's got any luscious long locks uh, in the team. Everybody, I think, is uh, pretty short. Uh, definitely not Roberto. I'm not having who, those. Uh, who sorts their hair the most? Then who's the one that worries about that? I'm trying to think. There's a few um, boys. I imagine Ben probably spends a lot of time in front of the mirror. He looks just. I think he's just maybe that kind of guy um, he like looks like he actually cares about himself you know what I mean as an absolute <laughs> spends a wee bit of time in the mirror um, I wouldn't say he's got the best barnet though uh, I'm trying to go through the team here boys like Mark McCallum and that is, is not great definitely not 
You're just digging yourself a bigger hole. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw everybody under the bus here. Yeah, I don't mind. It's actually, we're probably a terrible looking team. That's probably the problem. That's probably why uh, we had a bad start to the season. Just a really ugly, horrible team. <laughs> well, no, I think that's great. Thanks very much. Yeah, Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you.